Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. I know this is talk radio, but I, I just I could play this whole song before I actually come in and talk. It's that classic song, yes. All right, bring it, Gary Richrath, Kevin Cronin, and the boys. All right, that's enough. All right, um, <laughs> welcome, folks. Uh, hello, St. Louis and surrounding areas. You are listening to another edition of At Your Service. So happy to uh, be talking to you tonight. My name is Dave Simons. By day, I am a certified financial planner and head of the Simons & Cordes Wealth Management Group, located within the friendly confines of UBS Financial Services. That's what I do during the day. At night, I lurk in the shadows. Well, actually, no, I don't. I'm kind of boring at night, frankly. Um, But occasionally, I do get let out of the house and come downtown and uh, get a chance to sit in the chair here as a replacement and uh, at your service. I was here last week, a week ago Tuesday. I'm here, obviously, tonight. I will uh, be here next Monday on the 2nd. So you can tell when uh, all the big boys and girls take their vacations. They um, they go down the line and go, hmm, plan B, plan C. plan. Is there a plan like J? Simons, get him. So I'll be here on Monday from 1 to 3, kind of an interesting time frame for me, but uh, I'm off that day because it's uh, it, it's a holiday since the first is on a Sunday. So the financial markets are closed. I won't be doing anything. So, yeah, I'll come downtown uh, on, on Monday. And then uh, one more time, a week from tomorrow night, that's Thursday, January 5th, I'll be uh, same time here, 8 to 10. But let's talk about the present my name again, Dave Simon, certified financial planner and all-round nice guy and typical, uh, typically host of the Dollars and Cents show, which I have hosted off and on since 1996, January of 96. So we're coming up on uh, 26 years. I, I am uh, proudly here in the KMOX studios wearing my TCU Horn Frog shirt. 
So normally when we get to these national championship games in football, I'll watch it. I'm a big sports fan. I, I, I do have an interest in it, but I don't really have a rooting interest. I don't care because the teams I really care about never make it. So we'll start number one, Mizzou. You think Mizzou's anywhere close to uh, playing for a national championship? I can hope and dream, but reality tells me otherwise. So the next best thing for me is TCU, because honestly, I spent more of my own personal money at TCU than I ever did at Mizzou 40 years ago when I went there and tuition was exponentially cheaper than it is today. Well, I send one of my kids down to TCU from 2013 to 16, full ride by Daddy Bank here, so uh, you can see why I might have more than a passing interest. But seriously, we just fell in love with that school. We've been big fans of TCU. We have a we have a presence there. We ended up uh, buying a little place down there, and my daughter, because she stayed in Texas. I don't know what it is. You go down in Texas, and a lot of times you don't come back. So she is uh, living in Texas. In fact, she's going to be getting married. That's the kind of year it has been in the Simons household, by the way. We're going to start talking here in just a second about 2022 and and sort of the heaviness out there. But it wouldn't surprise you to know that uh, if I tell you my income is down, woe is me. But but seriously, when it's tied to um, as a fee-based financial planner and as the markets go down and there's really been no place to hide stocks, bonds, and, and what have you, and I think we've done a very good job in terms of really guarding against the bigger losses, but they're still down, and so your income goes down on a relative basis. And then your own personal financial net worth goes down. Okay, whatever. It happens. But on top of that, when you are writing checks for your daughter to get married, and as I like to joke, I gave my wife and my daughter an unlimited budget, and they've exceeded it. Actually, it's not really a joke. It's very painful. And I, I don't know, when, when did all this change as opposed to, like, when my own parents got married 60 years ago and you just went into a church and you got married and you had a few friends to now it's like the Steve Martin meet the parents? When did all of that start to become a thing? And daddy just kind of writes the checks. I, I don't know. And then on top of that, since we're continuing this pity party here, uh, we have long been um, on the Simon schedule for major home renovation, improvement, all that stuff. Well before we knew any kind of bear market was coming. Well before my uh, daughter even got engaged. And so that happened in 22. So any chances of going into full retirement uh, now that I'm age 60, that's just, let's say that's been pushed back. Honestly, I don't really have a date anyway, but whatever the date is, I think I've just moved it to like age 94 after this year. But really, as we, as we close out 2022 and we look ahead to 2023, and I know that I'll be sitting at home watching the ball drop, most likely, I'll either be really happy or despondent. And it's going to have to do with the TCU-Michigan game. Nothing against Michigan, by the way. In fact, let me tell you, I've got some good friends who are Michigan grads and, and other friends whose kids went to Michigan. And if Michigan really was playing anybody else, 
I would most likely be rooting for Michigan. I, I really would. I, I like some of the teams that haven't really played for it all in a long time. So typically in recent years, we've had Alabama and Clemson and, of course, Ohio State and in in not the too distant past, we had Oklahoma. And so you get some of these same teams that are there. And even though Michigan's been pretty good, they really haven't gotten close until just the last couple of years. So I would probably be rooting for them. Georgia, of course, would be in that category of teams we've gotten used to being there. Well, now the upstart, the wonder kid. The Cinderella story, TCU, is there ready to take on the behemoths of college football. So that's a 3 o'clock game. We'll be rooting for TCU. I don't want to get my hopes up too high, but, uh, man, if they were able to win it and play for the national championship, the Simons household will be very, very uh, happy. And then I can go back to rooting for Michigan another time. But also, as we uh, turn the page to 2023, when was the first time how old were you all when you remember watching or even participating in ringing in the new year? I distinctly remember my first time watching on television. I was seven years old. So here in St. Louis, it would have been 11 o'clock local time because I was watching the ball drop at midnight there uh, in New York at Times Square. And the, let me tell you why I remember it. I actually don't recall the ball itself dropping. I'm sure that was part of it. This is what I remember. A simple interview. And this woman, I didn't fully understand what she was getting at, again, because I was seven. But the interviewer was talking about, hey, what does the new year bring to you? You know, obviously, we're not just changing calendars to a single year, but it's a new decade, the 1970s and all that. And she said, I can't wait to get out of the 1960s and kiss 1970 right on the lips. I'll never forget it. Isn't that weird what sticks with you? But that single line by that woman. So I had kind of mixed emotions. Number one, because I was a kid of seven, I was uh, a little appalled that, ooh, someone's talking about kissing on the lips. Yuck. But I I was also intrigued at my young age of what she really meant. Why did she hate the 60s? I would later later learn in life, again, why a lot of people were glad to get out of that decade in the, the tumultuous times. But I was intrigued by that a little bit. And, and I wonder how many people right now would consider doing the same thing. We're not changing decades, but we are leaving the heaviness of 2022, which really has been around since March of 2020. This has been nearly three years, pandemic, um you know, the lockdowns, economic issues with 40-year inflation, a bear market this year, the biggest landmass war that we've seen in Europe since World War II with um, Russia invading Ukraine, all of these uh, all of these things and then some. And then obviously everyone perhaps has some personal things that they've been struggling with the last couple of years. We've seen huge spike, of course, in, in um, depression, anxiety, things like that. So there's there's been a real heaviness. So I get it why people might want to look at the calendar turning in 2023 and think, it's got to get better, right? We thought maybe 21 would be better, and, and it was a little bit, but then we turned right back and went down in 22. So when we come back after this first break, let's talk a little bit about 
the despondency that is occurring. I, I'm not. I'm not doing this as any kind of a lesson in depression here and the angst that's permeating the country right now. There is a lesson to be learned here, however, as we get on the other side of this, as I talk about some of these surveys and and what people are really thinking, and maybe then what we might expect with hope in 2023. My name is Dave Simons, filling in tonight at your service. We shall return. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Live and local, this is St. Louis's News Radio, KMOX. Welcome back, everybody. It's 820. It's at your service on Camo X. Dave Simon's filling in tonight. Um, I was not expecting to talk about this, and I'm only going to spend a few seconds because I, I thought, well, there's no reason to bring up the outcome of the Mizzou-Kentucky basketball game. I know border war, okay, Mizzou-Illinois, you throw the records out. Mizzou, what a great victory there last week. Um, but now they're getting into conference play, and they're taking on the mighty Kentucky ranked team. Um, Mizzou just beat them. I think there was like a second left, and they were up by 15. So Mizzou got to a double-digit lead. It didn't take too long in that game and just held it the whole way. I So I don't know, man. They're, what, I think they're 12-1 now, I believe. Um, their only loss was that debacle to KU, and I just thought, okay, the real Mizzou has come out. They played a bunch of cupcakes, and they play a real team and get blown out, and then uh, they're going to be exposed, but... I, I guess maybe I'm wrong. They beat a good Illinois team, and then tonight they beat 
Kentucky by double digits? I mean, what the heck's going on down there in Columbia? But I love it. Anyway, that's great news. All right, back to the task at hand. Um, kind of going the other way. I was talking a little bit before the break about this heaviness in the air here in this country and really around the world. After a few years of just one thing after another, and you feel it when you talk to people and you you, you, you see what's going on in the world and you read the headlines and, uh, man, once you get through one thing, then another thing pops up and even the traveling through Christmas, it's supposed to be a joyous time. And I bet you many of you listening right now, some of you perhaps got caught up in the Southwest debacle or you have a loved one who did. I certainly have a couple of friends, um, one family still in Vegas. They were on their way using Southwest um, getting to uh, Vegas, I guess, was the stopover, and I don't know if they were flying directly from there to Hawaii, if there was one more stop. I have no idea. But they're stuck. They've been there for a couple of days. They're in a hotel, and they, I believe, are considering getting in a van and driving to California to one of the major cities and getting on a different airline to complete their trip to Hawaii. So, like I said, man, it's like, when when do we finally get to some normalcy? We haven't really had it for a few years and politics. Well, I'm not even delving into that, but that's also led to that heaviness that's out there. And all of these sentiment surveys really displays the tone of America right now, the temperature. So to it, there is something called the University of Michigan uh, sentiment survey. It's a consumer. It's actually consumer sentiment. And they've been doing this, gosh, since the 1950s, I think since 1952. So it's got a a pretty good long track record, great sample size here. And there's an index. I won't bore you with the details. It's not zero to 100. I mean, you could actually score 105 depending on how you answer it. But really what they're asking people is, how do you feel about your own personal lot in life the next six months? You know, do you think things will get better for you personally on a financial basis? Do you think things will get better? And it's just all these questions, and then it scores. And the average score, pretty much, if you even everything out since the early 1950s, is like 80. So that's a that's a decent score, 80. Anything above, everything seems to be going right in the country. Anything a little bit below is okay. It's when you get to like 70 or even 60 When you get to 60, that's problematic. It hasn't happened very often in the last 70 years. Well, we just touched 50 recently for the first time ever in this 70-year history. Ever. Record low. In fact, and this is a monthly survey, for the eighth month in a row, December marks the eighth month in a row, the Michigan Consumer Sentiment Index has been under 60 eight months in a row. Is that a record? Uh, You might say so. The previous record, and it only happened once, was four months in a row of under 60. And that happened back in 1980, when actually the economy was doing even worse. And we had American hostages. And we had inflation, of course, even higher. And the unemployment on its way to double digits. And yet, the average American feels even worse about their own personal situation today. And I'm wondering, as I look at that, I'm thinking, what, 
What explains this? And I'm wondering, is it a combination of things that have been with us? Like back in the 1980s, okay, you can pinpoint a couple of things, economy, of course, being very big and the hostage crisis and all that. But we've also had the first pandemic, the real global pandemic and shutdown of an economy we've ever had, Um, at least since 1918. And we really didn't even shut the economy down much back then. So that's part of it. But I think there's something else. If you really put your finger on this pulse here of social media, I think too many people are going down the rabbit holes of social media and what we call doom scrolling. You get on Twitter and you just see all these angry people and then you get caught up in it. You just you, There actually is a release of endorphins. Have you heard about this? Where you do these, these studies have been done that you actually get this pleasure in a way of getting caught up in this emotion of doom scrolling and it's got to stop. I don't think it's a majority of Americans, but it's enough that I think shows up in polls like this. That's the only way I I can explain why Americans are at their largest despondent selves that we've ever seen in 70 years of this survey. But wait, there's more. So let's just go to the investment side, not just the average American consumer, but just the investors out there. There's another uh, group, the American Association of Individual Investors. They do their own weekly survey and have since 1987. And it's a very simple question. Do you think the stock market is going to be up six months from now, down, somewhat neutral, just kind of flat? And then you pick one of the three. You're either bullish, bearish, or you're in between. You're neutral. The last, And it comes out every Thursday. So last Thursday... The survey showed, sound like Richard Dawson, survey says the bullish number was 20.3%. The bears were 52.3 and the rest, 27.4, were neutral. But that 20.3 is key here. That's four weeks in a row that the number of bears have been under 25%, which does not happen very often. Now, I went a little further. I wanted to investigate. The historical average, this survey's been around now for 34, 35 years. The historical average for bulls is 37.5%. 37.5. The survey has been, we've had 51 surveys with one more to come this year. 51 surveys. Not one time this year has the bullish percentage been even the 35-year average. That is the first time ever in history since this started in 1987. And once again, I'm scratching my head. Wait a minute. We had 2008. We had 2000 through 02, three down years in a row. We've had some really poor years, some major bear markets. And investors are feeling worse about the next six months than they've ever felt the last 35 years. Again, what is going on? There's just, like I said, I keep using that word heaviness, and it's hard to articulate. It's hard to quantify. It's hard to come up with some kind of data point that says, oh, that's why. But I think it's a combination of all of these things that have come together. And so people have just said, oh, man, I just, I don't know why I don't think the market's going to do that great. I guess inflation's going to keep being, being a problem. Well, as a consumer, we're at the University of Michigan. How do you feel the next six months about your own situation? Well, I'll probably get laid off. 
Yeah, probably another bear market. Oh, inflation, I'm probably going to pay more for gas again. I know it came down, but it'll go up again. It's just almost like people are throwing in the towel, unlike anything that we've seen in any of these surveys. It's something else. Um, I've got to take another break, but I want to come back, and I don't want this to be some big negative diatribe of what's going on right now in our country because as a contrarian, I actually see this as a good sign that people are so down. I'll explain when we come back. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor, you are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. My friends, jamming down here in the KMOX studios. It is 834. Dave Simons, certified financial planner by day and the occasional radio host wannabe at night. Filling in, I will be back next Monday as well. Another fill-in slot from 1 to 3 and then a week from tomorrow, Thursday the 5th, from 8 to 10. And then maybe I'll um, I'll be asked to stay at home for a little bit after that. I don't know. Uh, nothing left uh, or nothing scheduled yet for the uh, Dollars and Cents show, which is my usual radio gig on uh, Sunday afternoons. Um, but I assume at some point in January um, that will happen. And I'll, uh, I know many of you get my weekly commentary, and I always update everybody on that. So what we have been doing is spreading good cheer here on at your service by talking about how despondent all of you are, or many of you. The angst and gnashing of teeth that's been going on in this country now for nearly three years. And it's not just the mom and pop. It's not just that survey of the average American consumer or investor. It is the professional investing class as well that's feeling it. Let me explain. Now, this is key. There are a lot of, there's, there are some lessons here when we really peel this back. So Bloomberg, the big financial uh, outfit, has taken a look since 2000, and they have surveyed the last 22 years all of the market strategists out there who predict what the market's going to do in the upcoming year. And as we know, 90% of them will be wrong, and yet they get to keep their job and predict once again next year what the market will do, and they will likely be 10 to 20% off again, which in the second hour, I'm going to give you the data to support that. It's going to blow you away how far off everybody is, whether it's professional or amateur. So anyway, Bloomberg has looked every year since 2000 to say, okay, what was the consensus or average estimate 
each year of what these high-priced market strategists predicted for the market for the upcoming year. From 2000, when Bloomberg first started to look at this, through this year of 2022, every year the consensus estimate has been for the market to be higher. Every year. And yet, we know we've had a number of down years, right? 2000, 01, and 02 come to mind. And yet, analysts thought that the market would be higher. 2008, the market was down, as we know. 2018, it was barely down, but they predicted it would be up. This year in 2022, they predicted it would be up. And, of course, we know it's not. The biggest miss was 2002. The S&P 500 that year finished down 23.4%. Not a good year, even worse than this year. And yet, the average estimate for the market that year was a whopping gain of 19%. That's only a 42% difference. As Maxwell Smart might say, missed it by that much. I mean, by a ton. Even recently... In 2019, the consensus estimate was for for a small gain of about 2%, and the market jumped about 28%. So every year, every year, until 2023. 2023, the consensus estimate, the average estimate, I should say, for the first time ever is for the market to be down next year. The average analyst has never predicted that. Yes, some analysts do, perhaps many, but not most. And certainly not the average estimate. Now, the the average estimate isn't down much. It's, it's estimating about a 2 or 3% loss next year. But that just shows you it's not just you and I. It's the highbrow folks in their ivory towers who do this for a living, and they look out in the landscape, and they think, oh, we're going to have another down year next year. Now, before you get worried about that, Let me now finally crack the clouds and bring a ray of sunshine into the discussion. As a contrarian, which I am, I almost always, not always, but almost always, like to go against the consensus estimate, especially when it's so heavily one-sided. The analogy is the boat. You better be worried when you see everybody to one side of a boat because there's a good chance it might capsize. You might want to head to the other side and bring a few of your buddies with you. And it's the same thing with investing. I have learned over these years that when everybody is convinced that something is going to happen in the market, almost always, I'm, I'm telling you, it doesn't come to pass. It just doesn't. And sometimes it has nothing to do even with uh, finance, although it can be related. Like, I think back to Y2K. Everybody was worried Now, some people predicted it was going to be a disaster and catastrophe. Others hoped it wouldn't, but let's admit it. We all kind of worried, and of course, it was a big nothing burger. That's the way it happens in investing in economics and finance all the time. So when I see that for the first time ever, analysts who collectively never get it right, ever, they're always way off are for the first time predicting a down year, I actually, I smile over that and think, I think we might have a decent year then next year. When I see 
that the average investor in the American Association of Individual Investors has kept the bullish number under 25% week after week and has not even been average at any time in 2022, first time that's ever happened. When I went back and looked since 1987, whenever we've had this kind of despondency among the average investors, the market typically does well the next 6 to 12 months. No guarantee of it but I like what I see. There's one survey and sentiment indicator after another that I'm seeing that shows all this negativity. It's all one-sided. The contrarian in me comes out and says, huh, that's not to say we can't. I guess occasionally you can have a majority opinion actually come to fruition. But when it all stacks up so heavy to one side, side, I do take notice. In fact, a lot of people are taking notice of the condition of America, and they say, you know what? I want to do something different. I am tired of living in New York City for a variety of reasons. I'm tired of living in San Francisco. I'm tired of politics in Illinois, especially those of you who live downstate, and I hear it all the time, I can't stand the fact that we are being governed by people in Springfield and Chicago and they're making life miserable for us here in Illinois. And so you all, many of you, are voting with your feet and leaving. These numbers are eye-opening, and I'm not delving into the politics of this. I know a lot of you are going to read between the lines and say, well, you clearly see what's happening. It's hard not to, I'll let others debate it. I just give you the facts here. But people are moving unlike we've ever seen in this country. And it all started with the pandemic. Or actually, you you might say months after that. But Texas and Florida have been the beneficiaries of this. Texas and Florida, population-wise, only make up 15% of the U.S. population. But get this. Those two states account for 70% of population growth in 2022. Wow. So where are they coming from? Well, California leads the country for the most number of people who moved this year out of state. 343,000 people left California. Followed by New York, 299,000. Followed by the aforementioned Illinois. 141,000. So there's your top three states with the most amount of citizens leaving. California, New York, Illinois, followed by New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Oregon, Massachusetts. Where are they going? Florida, number one, an influx of new residents, 318,000, followed by Texas, 230,000. A big drop-off after that. I told you that 70% of um, the folks moving have gone to just those two states, Texas and Florida. Big drop-off after that. But for those of you counting and playing this game at home, North Carolina is third at 99,000, followed by its neighbor directly south, South Carolina, 84,000. And then you have Tennessee, Georgia, and Arizona. This was a little quirky thing. West Virginia. More people moved to West Virginia than left for the first time in a decade. So you can look at a lot of the things that the states where people are leaving have in common. A lot of the things where the states are receiving citizens have in common. 
Now, I know a lot of folks who will want to play some politics with this. I get it. But let's be careful because I think some folks will want to stretch that a little too far. For example, governors of the states that are losing a lot of citizens, especially from the north, are going to say, well, I mean, look, the weather, we can't compete. You just mentioned Florida, Texas, and all these southern states. We can't compete with that. Well, let's be careful because, get this, all of Illinois' neighbors, look at the five states that geographically border Illinois, Missouri, Iowa, Wisconsin, Indiana, Kentucky. All five states had net inflows of citizens in the past year. Yes, even here in Missouri, we're all positive, barely positive, but positive nonetheless. Illinois was negative. So let's not talk about the weather there. Governors also can't blame, you know, the empty offices in the big cities because you have other big cities like Miami and Dallas up three to eight percent of people moving into these big cities and taking up residence in the big office towers down there. So I don't know. Something has definitely happened, and it really relates to what I was talking about when people are, are just this this heaviness, this despondency that I keep talking about. And, and some folks say, you know what? This isn't worth it anymore. We can work remotely, and we vacation down here in Arizona or Texas or Florida or South Carolina or whatever. Let's investigate. Let's see if we can go down there and keep our jobs. And if not, is there some other job? that we might be able to get because what we're doing here the last couple of years, I'm just not happy anymore. And I, history books someday years from now will be written about this time and show that this mass migration, and there's always been for years, of course, people have typically moved the last couple of decades from the North to the South, but not at this rate. And it's all been happening since 2020. Let's change gears and talk about baseball cards. Shall we? We'll do that after we come back. You're listening to At Your Service on Camel X. Oh, man, this takes me way back. I admit it, I grew up on KC, KC Classics. Welcome back. This is At Your Service. We just happen to be on Camel X. Another station, of course, I grew up with um, back in the 60s and 70s and some of my fondest memories driving downtown to Bush Stadium to see my beloved Cardinals back in the day uh, with my dad driving down from Florissant and uh, listening to Bob Bragg and Bob Burns at your service. Oh, my gosh. And to think if you could have told that kid, you know, someday you're going to be sitting at Camo X and talking about stuff, I, I, that I just, that would be mind-blowing to me. I, I probably would have fainted with anxiety even thinking about the possibility, but here I am, and I promise I won't faint. Uh, speaking of those days and speaking of baseball, um, I was an avid baseball collector back back in those days and continued through high school. I just loved it, and not because I ever thought it would be worth anything. I, I, I've just always been kind of a collectible kind of guy when it comes to sports memorabilia, and I, and I always did. And my first full set that I collected was in 1974 when I was 12 years old, and I, then I just continued that. And I still have my cards to this day. I, I treated them like gold. So many of you talk about when you were kids, you know, your mom threw away the shoebox of cards or you put them on the spokes of your bicycle or you pasted them and glued them to pieces of paper and ruined them. I didn't. 
I carefully would put them in shoe boxes and I would get them out and I would I would handle them with with care. I don't know why. When I was a kid, I just did. And so I now they're all in plastic sheets and some of my more valuable cards I even have in hard plastic. And someday my son will get them. I I told him that. Of course, he's going to be an older guy. I'm hoping he'll be older by the time he gets them. I said, you can do with them what you want. I will never sell them, no matter what price I might get them, get for them. And um, because they just mean so much to me from a personal and emotional standpoint. And I think about that when I when I see stuff like Aaron Judge's 60-second home run ball. Did you see this? It just sold at auction for $1.5 million. Now, the guy who caught the ball, he auctioned it through a company called Golden Auctions. And uh, that is uh, run by a man by the name of Ken Golden. And Ken said something interesting. He said, if Aaron Judge had done this a year ago, when the economy was doing great and all of this other stuff, you know, the, the meme stocks and crypto and Bitcoin were all flying, the collectibles all are always part of that mix. He believes that Aaron Judge's 60-second home run ball, if it had happened in 2021, would have fetched more than $3 million. That's a key number because that, to this day, is still the most ever sold for a baseball, and that just happened to be Mark McGuire's 61st home run, or 62nd home run, I guess I should say, uh, 25 years ago. So this only sold for half. And yet a lot of people will say, well, the real record, I'm sorry, is Aaron Judge. We all know about Sosa, McGuire, Bonds, okay? They just got caught up in that, and the economy was doing well in the late 90s, and good for the guy who sold Mark McGuire's baseball. So we go over to baseball uh, cards and other kinds of memorabilia, and actually, not this isn't baseball. This is um, a rookie card of Michael Jordan. This shows you how prices have fallen. So in January of 21, nearly two years ago, this guy Golden auctioned off a Michael Jordan rookie card. It was mint condition, $720,000. Okay, $720,000. The same minted rookie Jordan card was just listed for $189,000. That's like what Bitcoin has done. And these SPACs and meme stocks and all this other stuff that's been happening. But that's what that's what goes on with collectibles. Now, again, I don't personally care. Uh, some of my more valuable cards, I do have a Nolan Ryan rookie card. It's it's not in mint condition, so it's not going to fetch thousands of dollars. But it's it could still give me something decent. I've got actually four or five Robin Yount and George Brett rookie cards from '75. Uh, my personal favorite. It's not the most valuable, but it's up there as a Lou Brock rookie card. He was my favorite player, so I. When I was older as an adult and actually had money, okay, there's this new thing in the 90s, you might have heard of it, called the Internet. And then this new company, you might have heard of it, called eBay. Well, people like me, it just, it brought back the child in me again. I rediscovered my love of baseball cards, which I hadn't even thought about for decades. And now I could go on and say, oh, wow. Blue Brock rookie card, I, I never would have come across that when I was young, I guess. I ended up getting Lou Brock cards in the 70s, but not ever his rookie card. And now that I'm a working adult and making some money, I can go actually buy something like that. 
but I don't care about the value. It means something more to that. But for those of you who are looking for good value in collectibles, you might look at some of this. You're probably getting them at a discount for uh, prices that will inevitably rise over the next few years. We'll be back. Second hour coming up. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.